0: You are Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go on a Tuesday, January 25th, 2022, Alex Frank here. Thank you, thanking you for making us Locked On Bearcats, your first listen of every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos Experience, the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium Smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. The Bearcats are in Philadelphia to take on the Temple Owls tonight. A crucial game, 7 o'clock tip, ESPNU will broadcast the game. You can also hear the game live on 700 WLW. Dan Horde, Terry Nelson on the call from the Leah Chorus Center in Philadelphia, a place where the Bearcats have been very successful as of late. In fact, the Bearcats have won the last nine games against Temple. But, if you've watched any of the Bearcats' Owls games over the years, except for, as far back as I can remember, maybe one, every single game between those two teams, and this is very similar to how football games between these two teams are decided. Um, whenever the Bearcats and Owls get together, those games are always really, really close. And I think to and I think tonight's game is going to be the same way. And this is an important game because if you if you recall what I said last week on one one on one show last week, I said it was Thursday's show, and I and I said five things the Bearcats needed to do to get to the NCAA tournament. One of those things was to win these kinds of games. If you're you're going to compete for an NCAA tournament berth, you're going to have to win these games against teams that are middle of the pack, good, solid, competitive, but you got to be the better team. That's what this game comes down to. You have to be the better team. And... I think the Bearcats are. Now, these two teams are very evenly matched. Both teams shoot around the low 40s in terms of field goal percentage. Both teams don't shoot the ball well from three. Their free throw percentages are are separated by just three points. Their rebounds are... The the Bearcats average just .7 more rebounds per game. Both teams average about... Or I should say both teams... Um, both teams allow their opponents to shoot around the low 30s from three. Both teams allow about 36 rebounds a game. Both teams have about five blocks per game. So these are very similar teams. And maybe, and I think that's why these games have been so close in years past. You might remember and I can run through in my four years at, at Cincinnati, when the Bearcats played the Owls, it, it did not matter how much better Cincinnati was than Temple. I remember in 2018, Cincinnati's second conference game of the season. And the Bearcats were, I believe, number 15 at the time. I'll check on that. But Cincinnati was in the top 25. We knew, you knew they were going to be a very good team. Temple was not great that year. I believe they finished 7th in the conference. They were not a good team. And yet... They played Cincinnati to the wire. In fact, if it wasn't for a technical foul, called on Fran Dunphy, then Temple's head coach, the Bearcats may have lost that game. The Bearcats were down by two possessions when Fran Dunphy was issued a technical foul. The Bearcats overcame that. Jacob Evans hit a game-winning jumper with four-tenths of a second left. And it was one of those weird Thursday night, 9 o'clock games where the Bearcats just, you know, the crowd's not very big, you're on the road, it's late at night, and they somehow got out of there with a win. Somehow got out of there with a win. Now, in the next game, they beat him by 30. That was the game here in Cincinnati. Gary Clark scored his one thousand point. He had a ferocious one-handed dunk. That was, a, that was another 9 o'clock game. That game was over in the first half. Let's be honest. But that but that was the last time this game was a blowout. The Bearcats have won 9 straight. They only played once in 2018-2019. That might have been Temple's best chance to chance to take out Cincinnati, and they almost did. Cincinnati came back from down 14 in the second half. They out-rebounded Temple 47 to 22, and the Bearcats won an all-important regular season game. But this game tonight, it matters. One, because I, the, every game matters for Cincinnati. They, their margin for error, if they want to make the NCAA tournament, their margin for error is ridiculously slim. It is ridiculously slim. They can't afford to lose a game like this. Temple comes into tonight 10-6. and six, Their record's 3-2 and two in American Athletic Conference play. However, this is where I think the Bearcats have an advantage. Temple has not played in 13 days. They've been in health and safety protocols. So how healthy are they? You know, how flat are they going to come out? And can the Bearcats smell blood in the water and just take it to them? That's what I want to see. They did it with Tulsa in the second half on on uh, last Thursday night. There was blood in the water early in the second half, and Cincinnati just smelled it and they ate it. This game will be close, I truly believe that. Because, it's the somehow, these games are always that way. John Brandon's first season, the Bearcats won by 7 on the road. They only won by 1 point at home on senior night. Temple had a losing record coming into that game. I'm talking about a losing record overall. And yet, they led by 14 at the half, because, of course, they did. Last year, the two teams played to a 3-point game on the road, in Philadelphia, and a two-point game at home in Cincinnati. Now, of course, you know, there weren't big crowds. Um, The games were kind of slopped, plopped in on the schedule. I mean, the Temple game here last year, I think was scheduled 48 hours in advance. Bearcats managed to pull pull out a win. And... Like I said, Temple's a middle-of-the-pack team. They're 3-2 in the AAC, but they're only a half game behind Cincinnati. But if Cincinnati views themselves as a contender, as a potential regular season title contender in the conference, NCAA tournament contender, this is the kind of game you need to win. Point blank and the period. Now, I mentioned Temple has been off since 13 days ago. The Bearcats didn't play last weekend. Are they going to come out flat? Is that going to have an impact on them? you got to tip this week off strong. This is a crucial stretch coming up for Cincinnati. You know, this is, this is late January. And I know to some, it might still be early. The Bearcats have only played six conference games of 18. Think about that, though. That is a third. Like, I don't want to say it's getting late early, but it is getting to a point where And I remember thinking, and I remember thinking this, this was two years ago. John Brandon's first season. The Bearcats played a road game at Temple on Wednesday, on a Wednesday night. They were 4-2 in in conference play. They were, were they 4-2? Yeah, they were 4-2 in conference play. They were 4-2. They, you know, it was an up-and-down... It had been an up-and-down season at that point. But they still had a chance to make the NCAA tournament, of course, with Jaron Cumberland. And I felt like that game at Philadelphia really kind of turned things, turned the corner. Now, obviously, ultimately, we never saw how that season played out because they, you know, the the rest of the season was canceled. But, But as the season was happening... That was a turning point of the season. It was getting late. They won that game. They had a late January game against SMU. They won that game. They beat Houston in a, in a showdown. And then Wichita State, of course, was another big game. This game this game tonight, it's getting late early. May Actually, actually now I just contradicted myself. This game tonight is important. Go to ECU on Sunday, then you go into a Memphis and Houston week, February third and February sixth. That's gonna be difficult. That's why you got to bank another win tonight, steal a game on the road. If you can do that, then you're gonna set yourself up yourselves up for a, a you know a, a a month of February where you can make some noise in the conference. We'll get to more on the matchup and a player who we are not really talking about, but I feel like needs to do more because he can and has done it before. That's next on Lockdown Bearcats. All right, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year. There's a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using our promo code locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Alex Frank here with you. Of course, this coming Sunday, you can bet on the AFC and NFC Championship games. The Bengals and Chiefs on the AFC side. Kansas City minus seven and a half minus or uh, excuse me. Let me say that better. A seven point favorite in this game over under a fifty four and a half. 49ers Rams NFC Championship game. Rams three and a half point favorites at home. Over-under on that game, a more modest 46. Um, right now, I'm going to take the Bengals to not only cover the spread, but win outright. And I think the 49ers are going to beat the Rams. Not sure how I'm going to take the points though, or uh, manage the, the spread on that game. But I think it's going to be a trifecta uh, trilogy of the Bengals and the Niners in the Super Bowl. 33 years after their last meeting. So that's this weekend. Uh, back to this game, the Bearcats and Temple. Matter of fact, um, if you want to know the line on that game, the Bearcats and the Owls tonight from the Leah Corps Center in Philadelphia, PA, a crucial American Athletic Conference game between these two teams. We've played a lot of close games over the years. Cincinnati and Temple, the Bearcats have won the last nine meetings. And Cincinnati is going to be, tonight, they are a two-point favorite in this game, over-under 133 and a half. I'm going to take the under in that game. Uh, That that 89-82 game, to me, in 2020 felt like an anomaly. But, you know, there's one player on this Bearcats team that... Is really interesting when you when you do a deep when you do a deep dive and you look at his career stats as opposed to just what you're seeing this season, you know why the Bearcats sought after him in the offseason of the transfer portal, and that is Abdullah Doo. But I say that because he's one player that we're not really talking about. When we talk about this Bearcats team, we talk about what Jeremiah Davenport is doing, we talk about what David DeJulius is doing, we talk about Recently, what Hayden Koval is doing. But we don't really talk about what Abdul Adu is doing. Maybe because his game is not as versatile as Davenport and DeJulius. And that's fine. But what I am saying is, he if he needs to step up and be an integral part to this team. Think about some Bearcats teams recently. And what made them so good was their interior play. In 2018-2019, Trey Scott and Nasir Brooks were instrumental in picking up the in picking up the departures of Gary Clark and Kyle Washington. Look at their stats. Um, Nasir Brooks at eight point one points, six point three boards. Trey Scott at nine point three points and six point nine boards. Those two players were instrumental in the Bearcats winning twenty eight games, on a team that was not supposed to win that many games and was not supposed to win a conference tournament championship, but they did and they were. Cincinnati basketball has has always had big men be forces on the interior. Not only that, but versatile. Nassir Brooks wasn't that. We know that. He didn't have a three-point game. Trey Scott did. Look at Trey Scott in 2019-2020. I would have loved to to have seen him play in the NCAA tournament. 11.4 points and 10.5 rebounds per game. What he did in the month of February, was something that I don't think any of us had seen since Kenya Martin. And again, I would have loved to have seen him play in the conference tournament. How much of a force he would have been. How much of a... force he would have been in the NCAA tournament. Abdullah adu can be that. He has 2.6 points per game and, 4, and 4.7 rebounds per game. But there's a problem here. The problem is... Abdullah Dua started every single game this season. You look at his other numbers. So far this season, he's averaging 16.3 minutes per game. That is significantly down than it's been in his career. And maybe this is because the Bearcats can play 12 men per game. 12 players per game. Maybe it is. But look at some of his career numbers. He's got a lot of experience. As a freshman at Mississippi State excuse me, as a freshman in Mississippi State, Abdullah Du averaged 7.8 points and 6.4 rebounds per game. So we know, So we know he can do that based on his numbers. Hell, even last year, 5.9 points, 6.8 rebounds. Three times in his career he's averaged over 6 rebounds a game. But this year, you look at some of the minutes he's played. 11, 15, 15, 13, 18, 13, 13, 14, 18, 11, 14, 17, 16, 18, 17, and 14. What is the point? And sometimes you see this with a starting lineup. Greg Popovich would have this a lot when he... Greg Popovich has had this a lot over the years with the Spurs. I feel like you see there's one player... There would be one player in the Spurs starting five who would only play like 18 minutes. That's what, that, that's what Abdullah do is. I, I feel like that's what he's doing. And again, that's nothing against him. I just want to see more production from him when he's in the game. Because he's a really good shot blocker too. He has 30 blocks this season. Coming into this season, he had 249 through four seasons. That's an average of over 60 blocks per game. So he clearly is a great player in the interior. Maybe it's just because the Bearcats have so many big men and you have so many minutes, only so many minutes, you can you can allow players to play. Like Hayden Koval, like, you know, Odio Guama. Those players. But Abdullah Du needs to be on the floor or needs to be, I believe, more productive on the floor. In two two separate seasons... He said 67 or more blocks. He starts every game. He's probably going to start tonight. My guess. So, they they need to, he needs to be more productive. If he is that, this team can be really hard to play against the offensively and defensively. This team is not really good offensively. We know that. They're challenged offensively. I say that, and yet they've played really well offensively the last three, in the last three games for the most part. San's Wichita State, what you will about that game, but I'm seeing a Bearcats team that if a do is more productive and fits that mold of what you have seen from a Bearcats player over the years, like a Trey Scott, like a Nasir Brooks, like a Justin Jackson, like a Yancey Gates, doesn't have to shoot threes. I'm saying just don't be like a Chris vote. Remember how easy it was to take shots at Chris Vogt last year because he wouldn't do anything when he was on the floor? He was just like plugging the middle, even though he really wasn't. He was just there. Was an eyesore on the floor. You don't want to dude to be that. I'm not saying he's that at all. I'm saying he can be just a little bit more productive. Maybe play a few more minutes to make an impact. And maybe it is on Wes Miller to play him a few more minutes. The success of this team is definitely going to be determined by David DeJulius and Jeremiah Davenport and what they do. Those two players are ultimately at the forefront of this team's successes and failures. We know that, but Abdul Adou is someone we don't really talk about. And I was trying—I was trying to think about this earlier. Like, what? Who's one player on this team that we don't really talk about? That you know could have something to say about how far this team goes i think that player for me is abdullah du because he he has so much experience he's only he's only played in one game in his career this is this is really interesting to me he's only played in one game in his career where he did not start and that was in his sophomore season 2018-19 in mississippi state that team went to the ncaa tournament as a five seed Bearcats played a very close game against them in the regular season. He is experience. But it just seems like recently, whenever, I, whenever I'm watching a game, it's like, where is Abdullah Addu? Why am I seeing so much of Odio Guama over him? I shouldn't be seeing that. I should be seeing Abdullah Addu make that impact that I know he can be, that I know he can from a guy who averaged 7.8 points and 6.4 rebounds per game as a freshman to last year averaging 5.9 and 6.8, this year he's only averaging 2.6 points and 4.7 rebounds. I want to see a little bit more. I really do. Now, I will say this one positive assists to turnovers in his career. Freshman season, way too, way too lopsided. 13 assists. Seventy one turnovers. He's come down gradually. Matter of fact, drastically. Thirteen to thirty-five, still in the wrong direction. His second year, still in the wrong direction in his third and fourth years, twenty to forty two and twenty-four to forty-nine. This year he's even at fourteen and fourteen. And this Bearcats team, like I said, they can't turn the ball over too many times in games. They don't have the talent to overcome turning the ball over twenty times in a game. This team does not have that. This team has to do everything. This team has to play to their strengths at such a high level to get the most out of this team. And you've seen some teams do that over the years. North Carolina did a really good job of that when they won the national championship. That team was flawed. But yet, everything they did well, they did well enough Offensive rebounding in particular in the Final Four, when they couldn't make a free throw against Oregon down the stretch, they made up for it with offensive rebounding because that was their strength. This team has to play to its strengths at a really high level if they are going to go to where they ultimately want to go. And if Abdullah Do can be just a little more productive, maybe play a few more minutes per game, This team has a chance to do that. Bearcats and Temple tonight. Uh, Temple comes into this game. Damian Dunn's their leading scorer right now, 15.2 points per game. But uh, Khalif Battle, who is out for the season with an injury, was their leading scorer. You also have Jeremiah Williams. He's averaging 4.9 assists per game. Here's some interesting facts about Temple, though. They don't have one player, or I'm sorry, they only have one player ranked in the top 20 and rebounding in the conference. They, only have five, they have 5 players who average 4 rebounds and 4.9 rebounds a game. So they're a great team rebounding team. They have a plus rebound margin. They have the second youngest roster in the country, but just one senior, he's a walk-on. This Temple team is really young, but they play hard. They're going to come into this game for their first game in 13 days, and I don't know what to expect. But I expect Cincinnati to win this game tonight. I think it's going to be close. I'll say 70-62. to The Bearcats get to 15-5, and 5-2 in AAC play, and turn the page to Sunday against East Carolina. When we come back, we will turn the page and get back to some football. We'll talk about the schedule once again for next season. One thing we don't know yet is the conference opponents at least I haven't seen, the conference opponents for Cincinnati next season. Get to all of that next here on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, Bearcats fans, I want to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside, and my listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. You can just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now using promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon And other brands, just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon cash back or more on your first tank. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Alex Frank here with you on this Tuesday. You know, I'm recording this. I recorded this on Monday night, and I'm just watching the Bills-Chiefs game, and it, it, it's just unbelievable how good and talented Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, just, if you're the Bills, I, I, I know Bills fans still, on this Tuesday, two days after this after this game, they probably are feeling sick to their stomach right now. And I understand that. I mean, that is a devastating loss. But at the same time, ask yourselves, what, could, what more could they have done? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just that good. Face it. Anyway, um, Bearcats football next year, I touched on this yesterday. Their schedule, we don't know who their conference games are going to be against. I hope Houston's on the schedule. Because A... I think the Bearcats can beat them still, even though they're going to have a vastly different roster than they did last year when they beat them. And B, because it creates opportunity. What's one thing the Bearcats still need? Playing in the American Athletic Conference, they're going to need opportunity. Opportunity from within the conference. And the best way to do that. Is to play teams like Houston. I guarantee you they're gonna play UCF. Memphis, who knows? SMU, I hope they play them too. They need to play the best teams in the conference. Because the non-conference schedule this year, despite an SEC team being on there, it's weak. They're gonna be Kennesaw State, they're gonna be Miami. It's a neutral site game by definition. At Paul Brown Stadium, the Bearcats and Redhawks. Fun fact, it's at Paul Brown Stadium. Fun fact, I used to be able to run to that from my house in Clifton to Paul Brown Stadium downtown. It's not that bad of a run, actually. Uh, anyway, so Cincinnati is going to have their opportunities. One, in our conference play. Two, hopefully, in conference play against a team like Houston. If it's on the road, that's even better. And I know there's some of you out there who maybe want the easiest conference schedule possible to get to 12-0. And maybe there is some merit to that. Maybe what the Bearcats have done in recent years is enough where they, if they do get an easier conference schedule, that it's not going to be held against them by the CFP committee. I still think one of the interesting storylines for next year could be what if come the first college football playoff ranking, Cincinnati's undefeated? How hard is it to keep them out of the top ten? If you want to stick them at number ten, fine. This team on paper is not college football playoff worthy right now. I don't believe that. I do believe though if I see them through their first seven or eight games, they blow a lot of the, they blow out a lot of teams, and they win against Arkansas and they win against a Memphis or a Houston they should be considered to be ranked very high in the college football playoff rankings. I do believe that. The schedule is not going to be as strong as it was this year. The schedule is going to be a lot different. That doesn't mean I don't don't think the Bearcats can be very good. I think they will be very good. And we're going to talk a lot about this offseason about you know what your expectations are. What should the expectations be for this program? How good can this team really be? Because it's, it's interesting because it's going to be a year of transition. It's going to be a year, though, where this program now has some expectations. Like I said, when you reach the college football playoff as a program like Cincinnati... Now the perception from the outside has changed. Now the perception from within should change. It's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. I understand the the players who left are the players who left. That's fine. But there's still talent on this team. But similar to how Cincinnati Bearcats basketball this year is going to have to really play to its strengths at a high level, that's what next year's football team is going to have to do. It's going to be a lot like 2018, I think. That team played to its strengths very well. They had some weaknesses, we know that. But they played to their strengths very well. Coming up tomorrow, recap of the Bearcats game against Temple. We'll get into some more football talk. Um, I'm trying to get Justin Williams on from The Athletic this week to talk Bearcats football, men's basketball. Uh would love to hear from you. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on t- Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore. And you can email me at Alex3Frank at That's all lowercase Alex, the number three, Frank at gmail.com. Thank you again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. Now stay tuned to make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your sports gambling needs. Lockdown Bets is hosted by your boy Q. With expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, it's free and available on all platforms. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy the Bearcats game tonight against Temple, a very crucial game, 7 o'clock, ESPNU, 700 WLW Radio, locally. I'm picking the Bearcats to win by 8, 70-62. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm Alex Frank. Thank you for making us your first listen of Everyday Lockdown Bearcats. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you tomorrow.